people are afraid of budgets because they don't want to have to do what the budget says. That's right. People should not be afraid of budgets because the budgets have to do what you say. That's it. Yeah. A budget. I love the John Maxwell quote. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. In today's episode, we continue our talk about the sixth step of the GrowAbility model, how to maximize a budget for your business. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. For the leader who is not a CPA, what is the bare minimum that they need to know about the financial side of what's going on in their organization? So let's say that I'm a dentist that owns a million-dollar dental practice. The first thing that I need to understand is, what is the profit margin in my business? Hmm. So to make a dollar, how much money do I have to spend? If I'm a dentist that has a million-dollar practice, typically the overhead costs including the direct costs. Mm -hmm. So my indirect costs and my direct costs is about 65%. So that means for every dollar that the dentist charges you, they get to keep about 35 cents. Mm -hmm. It costs 65 cents for the dental office, the dental staff, the electricity, all the dental equipment, all the drugs and supplies that they have to pay for, all of those things. So when the dentist charges you $100, then they make like $35 on that $100 that -hmm. they charge you. So what if there was a way to, instead of only making 35 cents on that dollar, what if I could make 40 cents on a dollar. Well, how would I do that? How would I change it from, I only make, I make 35 cents on a dollar to uh, make 40 cents on a dollar. Well, let's say that I negotiate a really good deal with my lab fees. And when the lab fees used to cost me $65, I can get them to charge me only $60. Now I can decrease my overhead costs And I can actually keep more of the money that comes in because I'm not spending it out the door. So let's say I've got Dr. Smart Money. This is Dr. Smart Money. So Dr. Smart Money has a million-dollar practice. His overhead costs are 65%. So Dr. Smart Money, at the end of the year, he built a million dollars worth of dental stuff. (laughs) uh, And then he collects $350,000. If he brings in $350,000, well, the first thing that happens is the government is going to take $100,000 to pay taxes. Right. So now, Dr. Smart Money gets to keep $250,000. So a lot of times people think, oh, my goodness, there's this dentist. He has a million-dollar practice. He's a millionaire. No. Here's this (laughs) dentist. Of that million dollars, he's able to keep $0.25. Yeah. of each of those dollars. So what Dr. Smart Money does is he says, okay, hey, I want to make more money, so I'm going to grow my practice. I'm going to right. hire another dentist. I'm going to get more associates. And now instead of a million dollars, let's say they have a 10% growth. Instead of just a million dollars, now I have $1,100,000. Mm-hmm. 
Now, they still have that 65% overhead cost, so they still keep 35% of that million dollars or $1,100,000. Mm-hmm. And so now, instead of $350,000, now they have $385,000. Mm-hmm. But then they still have to pay taxes on that, and so they get to keep about $275,000. Now, let's say that instead of growing their company and getting an extra 10% of customers, which is really hard to do. If you yeah. want to increase your customers, you want to get 10% more you know, clients to come into your organization. It's really hard. Let's say instead of that, let's keep the same amount of clients that we have, mm-hmm. but instead let's decrease our overhead cost. So right. instead of it costing 65 cents to make a dollar, what if we cut our overhead costs to be 55 cents to make a dollar. So in this case, instead of the overhead being $650,000, the overhead becomes Mm $550,000. So what this does, even if Dr. Smart Money doesn't increase their patient load or their clients at all, is instead of bringing in $350,000 by getting new clients, they were smarter about not spending so much in their overhead and their direct costs And so now they have $450,000 instead Mm -hmm. of $350,000. Now they still have to pay a lot of taxes. But in this case, they would bring home $317,000 worth of taxes instead of $250,000 of tax. So most of the time when I go to work with a client, I look at their books and I look at ways that they're spending money for like lab fees that are too expensive, IT fees that are too expensive, accounting fees that are too expensive, internet fees that are too expensive, marketing fees that are too expensive. I simply go in and look at their books and I'm saying, why are you spending $2,500 a month on marketing costs? Well, because everybody does. Uh, No. (laughs) Right. Didn't your mother teach you that just because other people are doing stuff doesn't mean you're like, so we learned that lesson, like, don't, you know, go do drugs. But guess what? Don't do financial drugs by spending a bunch of money on stuff that you just don't need to do. Most of the time, when I look at a medical person's books, there's like $100,000 a year that could be just in their pocket. And instead, they're paying it to extra marketing fees and stuff that don't really benefit their patient or their practice at all. So to answer your question, a very long way of answering the question, like what should the owner of the organization or the the Mm -hmm. person who runs the nonprofit, what should they understand? They need to understand, okay, how much are we spending on our direct costs and our indirect costs? And then is everything in those equations necessary? Joshua, how does one go about uh, to cut the cost? Like I see the math here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The math is that if you can get cut your indirect costs and your, your direct and indirect costs down, you could end up like leveraging your business so that you're saving lots of money. Yeah. How do you as a leader begin to do that? Absolutely. Uh, the very best way to cut your indirect costs and your direct cost is to use an acronym that took me like a hundred hours to create. This is a very simple acronym. It, the acronym is COST, C-O-S-T. What does this actually cost? The C is critical. Is this expense actually critical to serve the customer? The O is overkill. Is this expense overkill? Are we spending too much? The S is shop around. 
Should we shop around for a, a better deal? And then the T is terminate. Is this something we should just stop paying for altogether? What I want to do as a business owner, one of the main reasons that I have a budget is so that I can do a COST cost analysis and look at where am I spending money and where can I cut costs, i.e. put more money in my pocket. So let's say you look at your company and you look at IT costs, internet technology costs. And let's say you're paying $100 a month for business internet. Mm -hmm. So this is actually something that people do all the time. Business internet costs three times as much as normal internet and it's slower. Right. And what they say is, hey, we're going to give you more reliability so that your customers, it's going to be there. It's like, no, my cable at home is reliable. It's not like it cuts out. And if it cuts out for my cable at home, my business that's five miles away, it's going to cut out for that as well. So I want to look at my IT costs. One of those is internet expenses. And I just go down C-O-S-T. Okay, C, is this critical? Yes, it's critical. I need to have internet. Oh, is this overkill? Yes, it's overkill for me to have a $300 T1 line because all I do is consulting. (laughs) (laughs) I can get the $30 a month special because I just need to have access to the internet. So that's overkill. So right there, okay, I'm going to cut this off from $300 a month to $50 a month. Well, I just saved $3,000 that year because I cut something out that was overkill. Right. The S is shop around. Well, I signed up for this deal three years ago and I'm paying $150 a month. What does it cost today in yeah. 2022 or 2023? Yeah. What, do, what does it cost me to mm-hmm. you know, get internet at the speed that I need today? If you haven't shopped something around in the last three years, shop around. Yeah. And then the T is terminate. You know what? I have a backup server for my backup server. Okay. Why do you have a backup server for your backup server when you really should have everything up on the cloud anyway? Right. So that's just one area, one line item. Here is IT costs. Well, you do the same thing for all of your costs. Okay, this is, if I'm the dentist, like this is how much I pay for gauze. Mm. Okay, well, is gauze critical? Yes, it's critical. Okay, is it overkill to have gold gauze? (laughs) Yes, we don't need gold gauze. We can get gauze from some other vendor somewhere else to get it for half the price. Okay, shop around. I'm going to shop gauze, you know? And if I'm buying like 6,000 units of gauze a month, I can get gauze for really cheap, but I got to shop around and then terminate. You know what? We're not going to use gauze. We're going to use pro gauze because pro gauze helps the healing. Now we're going to do something else. If you don't have a budget, you can't do a COST cost analysis. If you don't understand how to look at your books then you're not going to be able to actually make really strategic decisions. Okay, why should you hire a consultant? Because the consultants pay for themselves simply by doing things like this, looking at your books and then going, oh, you're overspending in like six different areas. Like, And then they're like, yeah, but I mean, Phil is such a good guy. Okay, so f- you're overspending $50,000 and you're going to stay with Phil because Phil is such a good guy. If, if you have a fill at your company that is that really good guy vendor that you could go anywhere else and get right. that vendor for $50,000 cheaper, you need to fire Phil. 
that's why like it's really really important to n- make sure that your vendors at your organization don't run your business. You don't want to be best buds with your vendors because right. when you need to fire them you can't do that. Like every 3 years all of your vendors should be biting their nails because you need to be is this critical? Is this overkill? Should I shop around? Should I terminate? If you don't circulate your vendors like every three years, you're probably losing a lot of money. Guess what? If somebody buys your company, they come in and do exactly what we just said. And they trim all of the excess out of the organization so that they can make money. It's a big deal for a a successful organization to keep really good track of their funds and budgets and stuff like that. It is a critical deal for a small organization to make sure that their budgets and things are really, really in good shape. Yeah. Well, folks, there. this is just like, I just want to make a note here. Like the cost format that Joshua just explained to everybody, like that's worth a million dollars. Like it's, it's yeah. worth like, I mean, you do this in your own personal budget. You do this definitely in your work budget. Like you are going to save thousands, maybe millions, depending on how big your organization is. This It's a huge thing that is so yeah. simple, but is so beautiful in its application. You know? Yeah. And we all have, we all have that whiny side though. The whiny side's like, no, it's like, if you want a company car, it's like, I need to have a Tesla. I need the Tesla. I mean, my, what are my clients going to think if I drive a Honda? <laughs> I drive the Honda because I don't need the Tesla. (laughs) My Honda gets me from my house to the client's office. So it's like, if if I show up in the Tesla, that's what my clients are paying for. They're paying for the Tesla. If I drive up in my Honda, they're paying for my brain. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's like we, you know, people are, people are afraid of budgets because they don't want to have to do what the budget says. That's right. People should not be afraid of budgets because the budgets have to do what you say. That's it. Yeah, A budget, I love the John Maxwell quote, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Having a a budget in your organization, have a really good budget in an organization is fundamental. It's one of the 12 fundamentals of growing a healthy, thriving organization. Step six, growing a budget. Well, you know what? I think that's a great spot to to kind of wrap it up and to, in light of what we just said, remind everybody, everybody who's listening that you're doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And uh, we want to thank everyone for growing with us today at Growability. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support. Please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend.